You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Thursday, April 22nd. Ian Cameron and Jimmy Murphy alongside and ready to break down a Thursday NHL card that is loaded with a lot of interesting hockey games, a big slate tonight. And I will be honest, this is either going to be an amazing night for me from a betting standpoint, or it's going to completely blow up right in my face. But this is one of my one of my stronger betting cards in a long time at the NHL. There are a lot of things I like tonight uh, on this board, and you don't always get that uh, this deep into the regular season. So uh, let's get right down to it. Before we start, though, I've got to touch on the Nashville-Chicago game because that's obviously back-to-back nights in the NHL where we've had an absolutely brutal beat for anyone that was betting a particular side. Two nights ago, it was Pittsburgh puck line, minus one and a half, where they're up six to nothing after the second period. You're counting your money, and they end up winning seven to six, blowing the puck line for those of you that had that. And then last night, you think Nashville, you know, with the way Soros has been playing, with the way they've been, you know, holding down things defensively, you would think a four to one lead early third period, pretty safe. Not the case. Four unanswered goals for the Chicago Blackhawks, and they come back and beat the Predators 5-4 last night and really keep their faint playoff hopes alive. They had to win that game, Chicago, and in miraculous fashion, uh, they managed uh, to do that. So credit to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks for coming back in that one, but a brutal, pretty tough beat. Uh, not, not as brutal as the Pittsburgh one. Nothing will top that. I mean, that's that was insane. Minus one and a half goals, 6 nothing lead. Going into the third period, you think you're winning that game easily. You think you've already won it, and the game ends 7-6. It wasn't quite as bad as that, but still a tough beat uh, if you were on Nashville uh, last night. Uh, We'll get into Thursday's card, Jimmy. We'll start with the Washington Capitals and New York Islanders. Uh, Islanders minus 120 home favorites, total 5.5 in this one. We've got a lot of games on the card, so I'm going to try to keep my analysis brief, and you know that's sometimes difficult for me. Uh, But in this uh, game here, um, I like the Islanders at home. I I like the momentum. Look, things weren't clicking. Things were out of sync for a few games there. Losses to Boston back-to-back. An unimpressive, in my opinion, overtime win against Philly uh, on the weekend because I thought the uh, Flyers actually outplayed the Islanders in that game. But they woke up. They had their best game in a long time uh, against the Rangers the other night. Uh, One convincingly got their offense going. Uh, It was everybody on board. Beauvillier, Barzell, Eberle. Uh, Brock Nelson, uh, everybody stepped up offensively. This yeah. is a team that should be able to score more goals now with Palmieri there as well. And look, Washington's not very reliable defensively right now. They aren't. They're struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. Their defense runs around, gives the puck away, out of position. The goaltending 
from Vanacek and Samsonov has been a little erratic of late. So I'm on the Islanders to win the game. Better defensive team. I think they might go on a little bit of a run here. It's a big game with these two teams battling for first in the East. But I like the Islanders here a bit, minus 120. And I'm going to go over the total. Uh, as much as I respect the Islanders' defensive game, five and a half is not the right number for a Washington game right now. They're just struggling too much defensively, but they're lighting it up offensively. Five on five, their power play is just ridiculously hot right now. So I think they're going to still chip in some offense tonight, even against the stingy Islanders. And the Islanders should get their goals too, and they should be feeling more confidence offensively after the outburst of goals the other night against the Rangers in that victory. So I like the Islanders, and I like over the total in this one. Jimmy, your thoughts, Capitals, Islanders. Yeah, you know, Ian, I, I would just say that I, a lot of what you just said there, I echo a lot of your sentiments there. But, you know, the Islanders are interesting because a week ago, I see them come into Boston. We could go today, actually, to be exact, and play that two-game set there where they just went completely flat. And they they looked like a team that if their goalie wasn't going to be able to single-handedly steal a game for them, they were going to have a lot of trouble. I was like, this isn't a good sign for them for the playoffs. But as you said, it looks like they finally got it together there offensively because they do have more offensive capability with those additions they made at the deadline. Um, but even before that, they were showing they can score. We know Barzell can get hot there. So if they can find that you know two-way game a little more and make sure that they're at least getting good scoring chances and not doing a lot of perimeter shots, watch out for this Islanders team right now to go on a little scoring bunch. So I'm with you. I'll take the over in this game, and I'm actually going to also take the over in the first period. All right, so a double up on the over. First period, over yep. one and a half around even money, and also that over five and a half here, uh, which you can get at minus 120. Uh, Boston Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres. What is that now? Nine straight victories for the Boston Bruins over the Buffalo Sabres. They'll look to make it 10 uh, tonight. Minus 300, Bruins laying a m massive price on the road. Total five and a half here in this one. And they've all been unders, too. I mean, if you've been betting these Sabre Bruin games under the total, you're doing quite well as well. It's, it, that's been on a streak as well. So if you've been betting Bruins and under repeatedly, each time these two teams play, uh, you're doing quite well. This spot, I don't know. The Bruins are playing great. I'm not really in any hurry to bet against them right now. They're finding ways to win. Uh, 2 nothing shutout against Buffalo the other night. We saw what they did to Washington in a revenge spot on Sunday. They beat the Islanders back-to-back. -back. Look, Taylor Hall, say what you will. He's given them some kind, some kind of spark, some kind of uh, juice to this team because really they traded for him, and since then this team's been on a little bit of a run. He's he's at least noticeable in games. He scored a couple of times now for the Bruins. It's it's actually gotten David Krejci going uh, finally for this Bruins team, which has been good to see. The top lines going again. Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak have uh, awoken from their awakened from their slumber uh, the last few games. So this Boston team's got, and they're goaltending. Look, Tuka Rask, one of the saves of the year, in my opinion, uh, the other night against Buffalo. Unbelievable save. Just swatting the puck off the goal line, robbing the Sabres of a goal there in that one. He was brilliant uh, in the game the other night. But here's what bothers me. Here's That's why I'm back and forth on this game, Jimmy. Buffalo's been alternating wins and losses lately, believe it or not. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, yeah. win has been their pattern. And I'd expect them to fire back strong tonight against Boston here. You know, I think Buffalo could keep this game pretty close and competitive. Dare I say, maybe steal it. But here's what's hesitating why I'm hesitating to go with Buffalo. Because even though Boston's playing well, they've owned B B Buffalo nine straight and they beat them two nothing. You would think, hey, they're fine. They're happy with their game. Not if you listen to Bruce Cassidy after that game. He hated their third period, thought it was a terrible third period. They sat back and he said, we got to come ready to practice, we got to come ready to be more disciplined. Be ready, start to finish, to play a much cleaner, better game than that. So you're talking, this is the coach and the Bruins thinking this way after a win. So it worries me that they're not going to take Buffalo for granted here just because they beat them the other night. They didn't like elements of their game, particularly in the final 20 minutes of that game. So that's why I'm maybe pumping the brakes because I was initially thinking maybe Buffalo plus one and a half goals, maybe a slight little sprinkle on the money line, but I don't think I'm going to do that. And look, the track record of the Sabres against the Bruins is damning. 0-9, the last nine. I'm not sure I want to pound my head against the wall trying to go against that kind of recent head-to-head -head track record for Buffalo against this Boston team. So it's going to be a pass for me on this game. Jimmy, your thoughts, Bruins-Sabres? Well, I'm glad you brought up that third period the other night, uh, Ian. I was going to bring that up as well, and, and, and specifically Coach Cassidy's comments afterwards. 
basically calling his team out after they had won a game, which you don't hear much, but it was a great point by you. He did. He was not happy with that third period. And that's a great point by you. Like he's made sure they had a long practice yesterday. They had a, a, a game day skate that, as you know, I've been going over a lot lately. So he's making them skate out there. He's making them work. I think they come out fired up in this game right now. So I'm going to, um, you know, you're not going to get much value on the side taking the Bruins. But what I do like in this is taking the Bruins in the first period just for that reason, that they heard their coach's message. They come out fired up, ready to kind of put that third period from the other night behind them. And the other thing, the flip side, while that third period would worry me in the next game, the problem is Buffalo couldn't do shit with their poor performance in the third period. I mean, even when the Bruins are doing everything in their power to let Buffalo score, Buffalo couldn't do it, and, and they weren't even getting good scoring chances. The Bruins were giving them more scoring chances than they were giving themselves. And, and that's, you know, that's why it's a, it's a, you always got to caution things with Buffalo because with the way things go for this team this year, they're a lot different than most normal teams. They just stink. And they're, you know, credit to them. They've been hanging around in a lot of games, and that's why I think they're always dangerous to bet against still. But when it comes down to it, man, just the basics of hockey are not there. So I, I can't back a Buffalo team at all. All right, Boston first period, by the way, the puck line minus a half goal plus 110. So all the Bruins have to do is basically have the lead mm -hmm. after the first period. And there's a couple first period puck lines I like tonight on the card. Once again, we'll get to them. Not this one, but I, th that's a good angle to go with. With some of these massive favorites, the first period puck line is the only bit of value you can find on them. It's not yeah. on the full game puck line. It's not yeah. on the regulation uh, money. Uh, the regulation line is juiced pretty heavily. These first period puck lines are sometimes the best value you can find on teams like Boston, teams that we're going to get to in a little bit, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, those are going to be the best ways to go, you know, backing those teams and finding some value. It's that first period puck line laying the half goal and getting a slight plus price of a return on it. So uh, that's the case with Boston. Jimmy likes the Bruins here. Minus a half goal, plus 110. Yeah, Melissa Cunningham in our chat. I'm sorry to hear that. That big save by Rask. Yeah, uh, cost the first period over the <laughs> other night. With the Bruins and Sabres game. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that. You're right. There were chances. I, I think the game settled down defensively after the first period. Yeah. But that first period, there were a boatload of chances both ways. Uh, and to see that game just what was one nothing after the first period for the Bruins, a difficult uh Difficult one if you had the uh, first period over. You probably deserved a better fate. Uh, Carolina and Florida. Uh, what a hell of a game this should be. Minus 110, minus 115. Maybe slight road favorites here, Carolina, uh, in this one. Uh, the total, uh, five and a half shaded to the over. Actually, it's minus 115 up to minus 120 here with Carolina's road favorites uh, in this one. Well, these are two teams I bet on a, a little bit lately. I took Carolina against Tampa Bay the other night, a 4-1 to win. I've been riding Florida quite a bit. Um, there's no need for me to uh, just to sit back and enjoy a good hockey game with two very good teams. That's the way I'm approaching this game. That's what it should be. Carolina's own Florida lately. I believe Carolina's won four or five in a row uh, against Florida. They probably are the slightly better team in terms of the team that I think's maybe got a better shot at being a cup contender or a cup champion this year. It's probably Carolina, if you had to ask me, uh, instead of Florida. But don't sell Florida short. This Florida team, even without Aaron Ekblad, which is a tough loss, Brian Montour has settled in nicely. Wegar's playing good. Strawman's fine. Yandel's having a great season. This is still a solid blue line. And look, what did I say when we talked about the trade deadline? Sometimes I got to just give myself the old Barry Horowitz, the pat on the back <laughs> when I talk about trades and how it could work out. Sam Bennett is what I'm talking yep. about. All he needed was a wipe the slate clean, Fresh surroundings, new clean slate, new start, fresh start, winning organization, winning teammates around him. Guys that show up every night to play. Barkov, Huberdeau, Hornquist when he gets back. Forwards that actually show up every night, not disappear and become uh, invisible where you can't find them with a telescope like a Johnny Goudreau and Monaghan have been uh, much, <laughs> much of the year with the Calgary Flames. You know, you're, you're just got, you're surrounding yourself with better, a better organization, better talent, better team around you. And he's relaxed. He's having fun. I'm sure they've welcomed him, which is nice. It's always been, you know, almost like they're thumbing their nose at him in Calgary uh, all season and dogging him. Well, now you got an organization bringing you on board, welcoming you with open arms, giving you an opportunity, giving you ice time, not taking it away. 
And look what's happening with Sam Bennett. Uh, unbelievable start. Goals in multiple games. He's sticking up for his teammates. He got in a scrap one game, uh, defending a teammate. Then you see Duclair and Huberto go to the penalty box after, tap their stick on him, say, good job, guy. Uh, Sam Bennett, good job. You know, way to go. Uh, that's ingratiating yourself to your team, doing stuff like that. Uh, so yeah. Sam Bennett, great start uh, with the Florida Panthers. And it's not all that surprising for as bad as it went with Calgary for him. It's not surprising to see him turning his career around a little bit with a very good Florida team. So I like Sam Bennett to score tonight. That's definitely something I'm on, uh, that goal-scoring prop. He's starting to get it going. Uh, he's feeling good again. He, he's in a better situation. Uh, Sam Bennett to score tonight interests me. I'm not on the side. I do like the over. Five and a half. The Carolina-Florida games have trended over for the most part this season. There's still some five and a halfs out there, even if you can only find six at your specific sports book. I still like the over. And I see Terry Edelman in our chat talking draw. It's like he read the email I sent out to uh, people <laughs> that I sent out to earlier today because the draw is on that card, and I like it. Florida-Carolina draw plus 325. This has that tight Competitive, very little give between these two teams. We see overtime, great chance of that they've played a couple overtime games already this year, head to head. I don't want to pick a winner, but I do think we can get this game beyond regulation. Give me the draw plus 325, over five and a half. Sam Bennett to score uh, in this one. Jimmy, yeah. what do you think? Panthers, Hurricanes. I'm, I'm right there with you and Terry. Good call, Terry. I mean, yeah, that, immediately just when I look at this game, I, I might even take the draw. Every time they play, I don't know how many games they have left against each other, but they tend to go over with, into overtime or shootout. These guys are going to play like it's game seven of the playoffs when they get together. I love these games right now. So I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers in this. Um, I like, I'm taking the draw, but I'm also going to go with the Florida Panthers in the first period as well. Another first period bet for me as well. Um, and yeah, I, I, if I was going to touch the total, I would go over it. One thing to keep an eye on when it comes to totals right now and the Florida Panthers is it appears that the Florida Panthers are going to basically go every other game with their goalies as they audition that spot for the playoffs. And that, that's that's going to be tricky, uh, you know, like for them, I think, on the ice, but also for us betters uh, looking at the Florida Panthers. So keep an eye on that because you never, you never know how that's going to affect the over-under there. And Bobrovsky, I think, unfortunately, for the way things have been going for him over the last year, uh, it's more likely an over when he goes between the pipes. And I just hope they go to Spencer Knight for the whole playoffs, though. He'll be great. Yeah, no doubt. Um, these two teams are stacked in goal now. Think about Florida. Think about yeah. the fact that Bobrovsky's found his game again. He's playing as good as he's played since he's been with the Panthers. Drieger has been more than serviceable, more than respectable uh, this season in his starts. And now you bring in Spencer Knight, who didn't look one bit out of place. Did it look like the stage was too bright for no. him the other night uh, against Columbus? Not the slightest. A couple um, juicy rebounds, but that was about it for me. He, I mean, other than that, he he seemed to recover well from, you know, if he did miss one there or he was off a bit, he'd recover well. But, yeah, the future's bright for him. And I don't know how you're going to keep all three goalies there uh, on your roster with all the cap stuff you got to deal with because uh, of COVID and the taxi squad. But we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're, they're stacked for Florida. And they've got another goalie waiting in the wings that's a very good prospect. Actually played for Canada at the World Juniors. Yeah, that's uh, right. Against Spencer Knight. Well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, they've got goaltending options for days, the Florida Panthers. And look, Rod Brindamore has gone back and forth with his goaltending throughout being a head coach, especially when he's got two guys playing well at the same time. And he's doing it right now, Nadelkovich and Morosic. You know, it's going to be down to those two guys and who's going to be the number one guy at playoff. I think Barazic probably has the inside edge, but you can't you can't uh, shy away from the way Alex Nedeljkovic has played for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's been terrific uh, in between the pipes for this uh, Carolina Hurricanes team. Uh, get the win for them the other night against Tampa Bay, four to one. Um, he's playing great, so this should be a fun game. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, how it goes. But I like to draw the over and Bennett to score uh, in this one. Columbus and Tampa Bay. Uh, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning minus 240 home favorites. Total five and a half shaded to the over in this one. Columbus has indeed been a tough out for Tampa Bay. There's no question. There's no denying that. They've actually been a thorn in the Lightning side this season. However, a lot of those games were Columbus with a smidget of effort. Columbus with a smidget of we care. Columbus with a smidget of we give a shit still. They don't give a shit right now. Not what I'm seeing out of this Jackets team. Tortorella's mailing it in. 
Tortorella is mailing it in. I'm sorry. It is clear yeah. as day he's mailing it in. Yeah. And by this time, he's ranting and raving. He's kicking a garbage can. He's telling a reporter off about with what's going on. Like well, he did. Brooks he he must know he's ago. not coming back. He has. Yeah, That's exactly. He's just you know, he doesn't have a contract yet. Yeah. He's a free agent. He know. I, I think, you know, there's just a mutual understanding. But I think it's kind of, look, I, I know Torts, everybody bashed him for his style. But, hey, it's worked. But this is kind of, I don't like this. This is doesn't show much class to just mail it in like he's doing like get it he's usually by now he's like livid and he's having his epic rant in the post game yeah. we're not seeing any of that we're seeing a stoic almost comatose john tortorella in some of these post game press conferences just resigned yeah. to the fact that the team's you know dead as a doornail resigned to the fact that he's probably not coming back as the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets next year, resigned to the fact that he's fed up with Patrick Lyonnais, and Patrick's probably not impressed with playing for him either. Uh, it's just one of those situations where it's it, – and I think it's a mess in, internally in the dressing room right now as well. There's just uh, not a lot of happy campers right now, happy humans, as Eddie Olchuk would say, uh, involving this uh, Columbus Blue Jackets team right now, and that makes it a tough environment to win. And especially when you're facing the brutal gauntlet of a schedule this team's playing. You know, they got to play Florida. They got to play some pretty good hockey teams of late, and they're having trouble big time. Um, we'll have to wait and see uh, in this one in terms of Tampa Bay. I know this is not a back to back for Tampa Bay, uh, but from what I'm seeing here, uh, Curtis McElhaney is going to be a net for the Lightning. Be careful, guys, about just the, and I've, I've done this before too with McElhaney that hey, he's, and he's had a bit of a tough year, and he's, you know, he's struggled. He's been inconsistent. They've lost a lot of his recent starts as well, Tampa Bay. But be careful. The last game that McElhaney started for Tampa, they hung him out to dry. It was against Nashville. It was that 7-2 to game. They were embarrassed in that game. Cooper and McDonough yep. and everybody, point, everybody involved said, we hung our goalie out to dry. We were abysmal defensively in that loss with Curtis McElhaney in net. Abysmal. You got to believe this is the first start, first time he's seen the net, been in net since that debacle in Nashville. You got to believe this team bends over backwards to help and support Curtis McElhaney tonight. Yeah. That's my opinion. I love Tampa Bay first period, and they lost the other night to Carolina. They didn't play that well, 4 1. Tampa Bay first period puck line minus a half goal, which is around plus uh, 110, even money, I believe. Yeah, plus 120 actually, with that first period puck line uh, on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Same thing with the Boston game uh, that Jimmy mentioned. Is as long as Tampa Bay leads yep. after the first period, uh, you cash your ticket. I think they come out strong. They battle for Curtis McElhaney. And Columbus has been falling behind in games early, uh, repeatedly, uh, as of late. Both Florida games for Columbus earlier this week, they were trailing after the first period. If that happens again tonight, we cash our ticket. I like Tampa Bay here. Puck line, minus a half goal, plus 120. Columbus has been hemorrhaging goals lately as well. Their defense and the Merzlikens and Corpusalo tandem and net haven't been very good, haven't been very consistent. So I like the team total as well, over three and a half uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight as, as well. Those two bets, puck line, first period, Tampa Bay, minus a half, plus 120, as well as their team total, over three and a half, minus 110. Jimmy, what's your, what's your take on this game? Exactly the same thing. I'm going with the Tampa in the first period as well in that puck line. Um, they'll come out fired up. And look, Tampa, as we've mentioned, I mean, you know, it's not like they're in a slump, so to speak. But there are things we've noticed that they can correct with their game. There's been some times where they kind of go into these little lulls and, they're, you know, they're getting to a point where they're probably like, okay, it's a stretch run now here. We got to get this together. So watch out for them right now. I got a good feeling they're going to go on a run. Um, I won't want much value in the whole side, but I will take them in the first period. All right. So, uh, Jimmy, also on the Lightning, minus a half goal, plus 120 in the first period uh, to take care of business early against Columbus. New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh minus 280, home favorites, total six shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, this is an interesting one. Obviously, we saw what happened in the game the other night, 6 nothing Pittsburgh, and it ends 7-6. to six. That was just a complete falling asleep. Assuming the game's over, like Pittsburgh was just, you know, totally a, thought the game had ended after 40 minutes. Give credit to New Jersey. I mean, uh, you got to give them some credit. I mean, they're down six to nothing in that game the other night, and somehow they're one shot away from tying the game with 40 seconds left. 
Uh, unbelievable job by the Devils to battle back. And like the I said, only team to never do that and, and not win, right? I think I read that they're the only team that get that many third period goals and not win the game. That's right. That's you're right because that's the first time ever that a team has won the game while being outscored by five or more goals in the third period. That was Pittsburgh. The teams are one and two, one and two seventy nine all time for teams that have been outscored by five or more goals in the third period. And that one win was Pittsburgh the other night. That's our, in the history of the league. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy stat right there. Um, <laughs> what happens when you uh, dig yourself a 6 nothing hole? Look, New Jersey does play hard, and they can still get some offense. And they're going to get Pavel Zaka back and Jesper Bratt uh, returning yep. to the lineup tonight for them. Unfortunately, it looks like there's still no Ty Smith. Blackwood is still out for the uh, Devils. Uh, P.K. Subban may also be a no-go. He was a, a late scratch last game as well. Uh, it looks like Tristan Jari back in net for the Penguins tonight. We'll have to wait and see. He probably Wedgwood again. He got that awful goal. That, that awful. That was Vesa Toscala all over again. You remember Vesa Toscala? He played for the Leafs at the time. Played <laughs> wow. for San Jose for a bit. Yeah. That's going back. But the yeah. same kind of goal that was scored on Toscala that night, Good it call. just took a it just took a big just skip off the ice over his uh, glove hand and into the net. That's the same thing that happened to Scott Wedgwood the other night with that center ice shot against Pittsburgh. Exactly the same type of goal. One of those goals it's, where you know you're going to be in the bloopers reel forever. You know, you're doomed. Yeah. I'm in the bloopers reel forever now. Yeah, you're, you're going to be remembered forever. Like they're still showing Dan Cloutier giving up that goal from uh, center <laughs> right. ice in the playoffs. Detroit, Vancouver, uh, way back in the day. Uh, Vesa Toscala, that's why I remember it. I keep seeing this, the damn thing every few months on the uh, top 10 misplays of all time. Uh, so there you go. Yep. Uh, Vesa Toscala, the Leafs and the Sharks, and former NHL goalie. Uh, exact same goal he allowed. Shot from the neutral zone, skips over his glove and in. Same thing to Wedgwood the other night. Um, look, Pittsburgh may not let New Jersey off the hook this time around. If they get a lead, they're probably going to want to stick the put the foot on the throat and be like Mike Sullivan was not impressed with seeing that six nothing lead uh, dissolve into seven to six uh, the other night. So I like Pittsburgh first period. I cashed that bet the other night. I'm coming right back to it tonight. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins first period. Uh, you can get that puck line plus 105 minus a half goal. I like Pittsburgh full game puck line as well. Minus 115. And I like the over all the devils and penguins games have gone over go back and look at every devil penguin game head to head this year over 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 more of the same i think tonight uh, what do you think here jimmy devils penguins right with you give me goals 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 in this i love the over in this game i'm going to look at a lot of overs with new jersey going down the stretch here as you, as you said they're they're scrappy they're staying in games but they're kind of playing pond hockey out there uh so they're a good team to ride that over with right now so i'll make that my official play all right, we have the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Rangers. Rangers around minus 165, minus 170. Uh, home favorites, total six shaded to the over. Uh, I took Rangers overnight, minus 145. I'm going to make, and I don't do this very often. I hate laying this much of juice. Uh, and usually I go regulation line when, the, when I'm on a favorite and the price is this high. I'm going to play it safe, though, and just go minus 170 here with the New York Rangers. I don't do this very often, but... The Flyers do sometimes push games into overtime or a shootout. They did with Pittsburgh, even though they're struggling to win the games. They pushed Pittsburgh to a shootout. They pushed the Islanders to overtime the other night. I want the security of a overtime or a shootout win just in case that's what it takes for the Rangers. But I do think the Rangers win this game. I think it's a good bounce back spot. Philly's still finding ways to lose. You know, they're playing, I guess, a little bit. And that's not saying much, but a little bit better defensively, but it's not a, a huge improvement by any stretch. Uh, Hart and Elliott are you know, back and forth still uh, kind of trying to find their game again. Uh, the offense has cooled off a little bit uh, for the Flyers as well in recent games, um, but they're just struggling to find ways to win. They've fallen out of the playoff race. And if you're the New York Rangers, yeah, you finally had a loss and a bad game the other night, but no shame in that against a pretty good Islanders team. Good bounce back spot. Don't normally do this and lay this kind of price and lay this kind of chalk, but I'm going to go Rangers here, minus 170 uh, in this one against the uh, Flyers, uh, rather than the regulation. I, I wouldn't talk you out of the regulation, but I want that security of a win for the Rangers beyond uh, 60 minutes. Jimmy, what do you think, Flyers and Rangers? Well, good segue, and good to know you won't talk me out of it. Give me the Rangers and regulation. Right, liking the va uh, the values there. You're right. There's yeah, I, I like that value. Uh, and I, I steer the reasoning as well. 
Yep, I see your reasoning as well. And, you know, I'm going to put an official on the over as well in this game. I, I just see the Rangers are another team. Just with the, They can cover overs on their own right now, the way they've been playing. So uh, yep. let me get the over in this game as well. Yeah, I'm uh... – yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably be on that over too. Um, I was looking. I thought I thought it had gone to six and a half. No, there's still some sixes out there with the. There total. are still. So if it's yeah, six, like, okay, that's yeah. good because I, some books I was looking at here six and a half, and it's six and a half. I would have been off it. I wouldn't have said take the over at six and a half, but at six, especially with Philly involved. And look, the Rangers are scoring. That's not been the issue for yeah. them. They've been excellent offensively, and they should do damage tonight uh, against this Flyers team. So, yeah, Rangers money line over six for me. Rangers in regulation uh, for Jimmy Murphy, uh, which is uh, a price you can get at around minus 115 uh, and also like in the, the over. Little Rangers, uh, and quick note, too, if people are looking for a fun future prop right now, I'm telling you, just on talking to a lot of voters for awards and, you know, and the Hockey Rights Association and just other awards that are going on, you know, we'll see at the end of the year. I would put a little wager on Adam Fox to get the Norse right now. You probably get some great, great odds on that. Just throwing it out there. Uh, you can thank me later. That guy's come into his own. He's had an outstanding year. Uh, he's getting piling up points, scoring some goals, solid in his own end. Got a little edge to him at times as well. You got to like yeah. what you're seeing from Adam Fox. There's no doubt he's taken a huge leap forward uh, for the New York Rangers. And to be honest with you, it's kind of why they said, you know what? With, with you all screwed up in the head, Tony D'Angelo, get the hell out of here. Adam Fox is oh, very yeah. moving forward. They've got other guys uh, so, coming too, man. That team, that team yeah. is going to be stacked pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt that uh, that team's got something building here. They haven't even gotten, they haven't even scratched the surface with Lafreniere. He's still working through some things. He's yeah. very young. Don't worry about him. He'll be fine. Uh, and you can see he's actually getting stronger. He's had a good last week or so uh, for the Rangers. Yeah. Scored in multiple. And a little birdie tells a me that a certain uh, Mr. Eichel could wind up with the Rangers very soon. Yeah, and Jimmy's birdies uh, uh, usually uh, have some good info and That's some awesome. good awareness of what might be going around. So keep an eye on that. Could we see Jack Eichel on Broadway? We could. <laughs> uh, forward. We'll have to wait and see. Well, this is a game. This is a night where we've got chock full of pretty good games. Capitals, Islanders, Hurricanes, Panthers yep. should be a beauty, and so should this one. Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Winnipeg Jets. We've got Toronto minus one thirty, minus one thirty-five road favorites. Total six. Uh, in this one, this is a gut feel bet because the gut feel, if if you're going on current form, you don't want to lay a price with Toronto tonight. But I get that sense. First of all, the last time they played Winnipeg, they lost. And Toronto's been pretty good. But the last time they played a team and they lost them going into the next series, they play that team. They've been very good getting the win the next time out. I could see that. Jack Campbell back in net tonight, I think after a couple of, you know, Shaky games by his standards, who had been so brilliant during that win streak. I think it's a good bounce-back situation. He has played the Jets pretty good this season, Jack Campbell as well. And he, he always gets revved up to play Connor Hellebuck. Those guys are buddies. And for some reason, Jack Campbell you know, has played well head-to-head -head against Connor Hellebuck this season uh, in these matchups. I think this is a Leaf team that they're going to tweak the lines here. And Nick Foligno is going to make his Leaf debut and Sheldon keeps not screwing around. Not only is he making his Leaf debut, he's going right to the top line, Jimmy, with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner tonight. He's going to be that guy to free up that open ice, do yep. the grunt work, let Matthews and Marner take care of the rest. And, you know, everybody takes notice. Everybody snaps to attention when, for the first time, you see a Nick Foligno coming onto the team because he's a respected leader. He was a captain of the Blue Jackets. We saw what he did. These players know what Nick Foligno did to this Leaf team last year in the bubble he sent him home and his defensive job that he did on the top players of the Leafs was outstanding uh in that series so I think they get a little yeah. morale boost emotional lift from Nick Foligno's uh, first game here uh, I love Winnipeg a lot but I just don't like them tonight uh, in this spot I like the Leafs here minus 130 I like the over as well because I think the Leafs are going to get their offense going John Tavares scored two goals the other night that is music to Leaf fans ears this guy's had a bad offensive season by his standards, if John Tavares can get his offense going to go with the Matthews and Marner and Nylander, who's uh, played well the last couple games as well. Look, they had all kinds of chances. And if not for Holtby, they could have scored six, seven goals uh, in those games yeah. against Vancouver. I think they'll score enough tonight. 
Jets will chip in some because their offense is always good for at least two, three goals, especially at home. So I'm on the Leafs and I'm on the over here. It should be another good game on this on the card tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Toronto, Winnipeg. You know, what I think is uh, you're right on the I, – I could see that going in, but one thing I'd be wary of is the way that uh, Keith called out the goaltending the other night for the Toronto Maple Leafs, both goalies. And, look, uh, you know, everyone loves uh, – they, they love Campbell there. He's the nicest guy, so it had to be hard on Keith to actually say that about him and, and call them out. So I wonder if you see a really good performance from him tonight. So that's the only thing that scares me from that over it. But I do like the Leafs in this. I think they know they need to win this right now. They, they had a couple things creep into their game lately, haven't been themselves. Uh, they, they ran into a Vancouver team riding on momentum there, but uh, I think they get it done here in Winnipeg. Give me the Leafs. All right, liking the uh, Leafs as well. Look, the uh, Jets are Jets won't be easy. There's no question, uh, but I just, I just something feels right for the Leafs tonight that this is a good yeah. wake-up call. And especially for Cam. You're right, Sheldon Keefe hasn't done that. Sheldon Keefe has not once – literally said bad goaltending and called it out yeah. publicly. Yeah, he had to last night. That was beyond bad from David Riddick uh, in the third period the other night against Vancouver. Those two goals just cannot go in. Uh, goaltending 101, you got to keep your pads down on the ice. Why that one pad was elevated on the one goal that Vancouver got last night, Tanner Pearson by the boards. Keep your pads down on the ice. That way the puck's not going to go through them like that. But uh, – uh, never, and you're right. There's someone in the chat making a great point. Felino equals Hyman. Yeah, especially with Hyman out still uh, for this Leafs team. That is exactly right. Felino will yeah. fill the Zach Hyman role on that line with Matthews and Marner. He'll be like when he's back. Yes, because he's you just know, like they're, Hyman. They're, yeah, they're, they're a lot more built for the playoffs than I, I remember them being in a while. That's that's a good point by the viewer there. Yeah, this, this franchise is cursed if they can't even win a playoff series this year, at the very least, yeah. with the roster they have right now. This should be at least one round, two rounds, maybe more. You never know how far because you got good teams that are going to be on the horizon in a playoff, uh, you know, Stanley Cup playoff uh, tournament. But uh, nevertheless, there's no doubt the Leafs are, as to Jimmy's point, yes, much better built for a long playoff run uh, this season as well. And you're right. Felino's like Hyman. He's a dog on a bone. He hounds the puck. When he doesn't have the puck, he gets the puck back. Puck retrieval yep. is outstanding. Uh, penalty kill, power play, play, situations, leader, physical presence, all that. Hyman's a physical presence as well. So it's a perfect fit to put him on that top line. There's no question. Uh, the Jets playing well. Look, Shifley, Connor uh, playing great. Uh, Ehlers has had an outstanding season. I still worry about that blue line a bit and the depth come playoff time for the Jets, but hey, Hellebuck's good enough to bail this team out when their defense does make mistakes. So that's why I still think the Jets could be dangerous at playoff time. Dallas and Detroit, we've got Dallas minus 200 road favorites, five and a half the total. Actually, it's uh, gone down to five in some spots, this total. Dylan Larkin has been ruled out for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, so he's not going to play tonight for the Red Wings. That's obviously a massive loss for them. Uh, arguably their best player, their captain, not going to suit up for the uh, Red Wings. I, I thought Dallas might have been in a little bit of trouble against this Red Wings team the other night because it was a late scrap, late absences announced right before the game of Miro Haskin and, and Rupe mm -hmm. Hintz the other night, and they didn't miss them one bit. They still uh, powered their way past Detroit. They actually might get both guys back tonight, questionable, uh, both of them to return for tonight's game. But I don't know, without Larkin, and Dallas looks like they're on a mission, Jimmy. Let's give them credit. Uh, they're getting their game revved up right now, feeling good. They're right on Nashville's heels, one point behind Nashville, or actually two now because Nashville got a point in the overtime loss to Chicago uh, last night. But they're just two points back in Nashville, Jimmy, and they've got games in hand uh, on Nashville. So the Stars can feel it. We could make the, the playoffs still. And this is a team that, look, after getting to the Stanley Cup final, I think they want to avoid the shame of missing the playoffs. And they're, and they're saying all yeah. the right things, playing their best hockey. Ottinger and Hudobin have gone back and forth in net. They've both been good enough. Uh, I like Dallas in regulation. It's a decent price. I think it's minus 120 uh, with Dallas in regulation. That's what I'm going to go with here. Jimmy, what do you think? Stars and Red Wings. Well, I think the Stars are going to bring out Jimmy Puckline for this. Uh, I like them to roll here. I could see like a 4-0 or 4-1 game. Tempted to go under, but I can't find anything over a 5 there. So I'm going to stay away from that. But give me uh, the Stars on the puck line here. The surging Stars, the sparkling Stars, whatever uh, word you want to use. They, they've they got it going right now. And, and don't forget, they got Tyler Sagan coming back real soon. 
That's right. Hasn't played all season uh, for the Dallas yeah. Stars. And uh, obviously, you know, this is a team that sometimes could use a little bit more offense. Although, you know, they've had, Jason Robertson's been the revelation for this Dallas team yeah, lately. He's sure. been outstanding. Uh, he's been the, their best forward, I think, offensively uh, the last couple of weeks for the uh, Dallas Stars. And he's another guy I've been betting a couple times his goal scoring prop. So there's another thing you may want to look at. Uh, tonight as well you know if there's someone that's going to score for Detroit maybe look at Vrana Vrana's already scored once he's had a bunch of chances we know he's a 20 25 goal scorer in the past in the NHL with Washington so uh, Vrana might be someone I'm looking at with Detroit not only tonight but moving forward uh, from a goal scoring prop standpoint for this uh, Red Wings team uh, Colorado and St. Louis uh, next game is the Colorado Avalanche return from a uh, long 10, 13, 10 day, I believe, actually almost two weeks it was, a COVID-19 hiatus. Colorado minus 155 uh, road favorites in St. Louis, total six shaded to the under. Uh, but be careful. This is going to be a little bit of a short-handed Colorado team, and it's that first game back. Look, I don't think there's been a definitive set of data one way or another for teams coming off a of COVID hiatus. Dallas was good, good off the hiatus Vancouver actually played I well one, off. I saw one last night, actually. Uh, I forget who yes. posted on Twitter, uh, but I believe the teams coming back from their hiatus from COVID right now are 5-3-1. and one. So there you go. That's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I, you know, just for what it's worth. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was. You know, it was around 500. You know, five wins and four losses, essentially, for teams coming off the COVID pause. So, you know, it's been some good results for teams after the hiatus and some bad results. Look, Dallas was a good result. Vancouver, obviously, against Toronto was a good result, albeit they got outplayed. But then there's also the bad results. Montreal, you know, had a bad result coming out of their uh, pause. So uh, there's been a little bit of both here. So I don't like to say, oh, it's bet on teams or bet against teams blindly you know, when they're coming off the COVID pause. What concerns me for Colorado is that they're going to be shorthanded and they're going to be without some key people tonight. Philip Grubauer is still out. Rantanen's not going to play uh, for the Avalanche. So they've got a couple key cogs out uh, for this game tonight against St. Louis, and they're going to have to rely on Doobie uh, in net. Devin Dubnik uh, will get the start tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. That being said, I remember taking St. Louis as big home dogs in this price range. The last time they played Colorado, which was actually Colorado's last game before their pause took place and Colorado beat them four, three, they were up four, one kind of fell asleep late, but I, I bought into St. Louis cause they were red hot at the time. They had won a few games in a row and I bought yeah. into that. Well, maybe St. Louis is good enough at home to upset Colorado and they couldn't. I don't know if I'm rushing to go back to that same thought this time around, at the same time, with Colorado off the hiatus, with a couple of key contributors out tonight, I'm not rushing to lay the price with them. So this is an all-around stay off the game, just watch it for me. I'm passing on this one. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think, Colorado, St. Louis? Well, I think the fact that you got Doobie in there, the fact that this could turn in, I just got a feeling to run-and-gun type game. Look, if you go back to that last game that these two teams played, St. Louis played them really well in the first period. They had their four check going and they were making a fat, they were making that Colorado defense. They were pressuring them into some bad decisions along the boards and uh, maybe coughing the puck up in the middle a couple of times for turnovers. So if they can come out and do that, I could see St. Louis forcing some turnovers there and I could just see the game getting into a bit of a track meet. I like the over in this. All right. I uh, I was leaning that way. I don't know why, but I I stayed off it. But I I, I think at five and a half, I would have gotten involved at six. I'm a little more hesitant. Especially with St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. With Dubnik and Nett and Bennington's Bennington struggled against Colorado as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I get to some goals. It should be a good game. All right, we'll like see. All right, Jimmy, liking the over here, over six between the uh, Avalanche uh, and the Blues. And yeah, I mean, for the for the Avalanche, like I said, you're still not going to have a full-strength team tonight. Uh, Byram's out, Donskoy's out, Grubauer's out, Rantanen's out. So still got a lot of key contributors missing in action tonight for the uh, Avalanche. But uh, I don't know, the last time I took St. Louis as a home dog against Colorado, it didn't work well. I'm not rushing to go back to that uh, tonight as well. So pass for me, uh, Jimmy, like in the over. Final game, Ottawa Senators, Vancouver Canucks, Vancouver minus 150 home favorites, total six shaded to the over. You know, Braden Holpe's been excellent. He's a big, big reason why the Canucks won back-to-back -back games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But apparently, 
Thatcher Demko is ready to return, and Travis Green's put him in net tonight. So it's going to be Thatcher Demko making his return for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And look, he was playing outstanding before the hiatus. Um, but it's um, I don't know. I, I'd just be a little reluctant if I, I was a coach of the Canucks right now, taking Holby out at this point in time, just that because he's found something these last two games. He was magnificent in the two victories against the Leafs. But you also can't deny that before the hiatus, Demko was much, much, much better uh, than Braden Holpe. So uh, it's a tough decision, but I probably would have stuck with Holpe at least one more game. Then if he falters, then I would go back to uh, Thatcher Demko. But nevertheless, it's Demko and net tonight. Look, this is a tough one. I mean, you would think that Vancouver's, Vancouver hasn't given up on the playoffs. I listened to Quinn Hughes. I listened to Tyler Myers. I listened to yeah. multiple players on this team that even though they're 10 points back of Montreal after Montreal beat Edmonton last night, they've still got several games in hand on the Montreal Canadiens that if they go on some kind of run, and it's going to take some kind of run in a very condensed, tight schedule, playing a shit ton of games in a short period of time, it's an uphill battle. I can't see them doing it, but they believe they can do it. And they said, we came into these Toronto games thinking if we can win these two, we can we can go on a run from this point on. And I'm starting to think they could. But here's the issue. Ottawa's Mr. Spoiler. All right, that's all the Ottawa Senators have done these last two games is spoil the party for teams needing points in the standings. Mm -hmm. Just ask Montreal on Saturday. Just ask Calgary on Monday night what the Ottawa Senators did. This is a uh, spoil the party brigade that DJ Smith's team has turned into. And all they do is, you know, find ways to hang in games and find ways to win games. And that could happen tonight. I mean, be careful what you wish for. If it's funny here in the media, talk about how Vancouver thinks that they can get back into the playoff race. They just beat Toronto, the best team in the division. Now you got these bunch of games coming up with Ottawa and people, which quote unquote is translation is, a bunch of free two points coming up. Be careful what you wish for. There's no yeah. free two points against the Ottawa Senators right now, not with the way they're playing. So this is a tough one for me. I don't want to step in front of the Vancouver playoff push because they're clearly buying into the fact that if we go red hot streaking down the stretch, we can get back into it. But I ain't betting against Ottawa again. Where did that get me the other night against with Calgary? Got me a, a lot losing bet is what it, it got me. I should have bet him again because I took him against Montreal on Saturday at plus 185, and I didn't stick with them. Um, so to me, this is a, a tough game from a side perspective. Two teams I don't want to fade in this spot. So it's a pass for me with the Senators uh, and the Canucks. Connor Brown, bet that guy every game to score a goal. Somehow he finds a way to score for the Ottawa Senators. Connor Brown to score a goal. That guy just finds a way uh, most nights, and you can still get you know, almost plus 300 with him uh, to score a goal for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he's been scoring, I believe, in all but two of his last 12 games or something. Uh, the run for him has been ridiculous uh, offensively. Jimmy, what do you think here? Ottawa, Vancouver. Well, what I think here, and going back to the goaltending situation there, Ian, I get where you're coming from, but if I'm playing devil's advocate, I'm just wondering if maybe, you know, look, they got to get Demko in there sooner or later because they're going to need him and they need him to get his legs under him again and get, get some real time, real game reps there. And then also, you know, these guys are coming off what they did. A lot of them had hard bouts with, with COVID there. Who knows how tired Holby is after two games there. So I think it is a good spot for that. I just don't necessarily think it's a good spot for the momentum they had riding because I'm with you. I think the team was starting to rally around the veteran there and they were starting to, you know, feed off his energy there that he brought. He corrected his game tremendously, I thought. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to Demko tonight. For that reason, I think we're going to see more goals in this game. I'm like you. This is a hard one to pick on the side here because I like Vancouver. I like what I've seen. I do think I, I'm, I'm in the same crowd as you. I think they have a, a shot to do this if they can keep riding this. But at the same time, they are playing the Ottawa Senators who spoil any bit of momentum any team has in that division these days. So it, it's tough for me to go there. If I was going to do something with the score, I would lean towards the draw. And, and maybe we see an overtime, but I'm going to stick just with the total. Give me the over. Yeah, the over, uh, it could get there. I mean, I'm always leery of overs with Demko because he was he was the under machine uh, before he got uh, before the hiatus. I mean, he was just yeah. playing lights. Yeah, he hasn't played in a while. Yeah, yeah, a little very rusty. possible. 
Very possible. And you're right. Someone in the chat, as we're uh, doing the show live here on YouTube, saying that uh, Josh Norris as well for the Senators is found, feeling it right now offensively. Yeah, if you yes. want to throw in on Josh Norris uh, right now, anytime goal scorer prop, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. He's another one of those Ottawa forwards that's in very good form uh, offensively uh, right now. Uh, great stuff. We've gotten through the entire Thursday card. What a great schedule. This is one of the best schedules yeah. of the year in terms of quality of games, importance of games. And it's also one of my favorite betting cards. Like I've got, I've got pushing on 10 or 11 bets tonight uh, on this card. Hopefully they all work out pretty well, uh, but I like this card quite a bit. Hopefully it shows up in my, uh, in my account. Hopefully it shows up in the results tonight uh, on this Thursday uh, NHL card. Uh, before we get to best bets to wrap up the show, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code uh, THPN. Great time of year to get involved with the DraftKings right now. We've got NHL and NBA down the home stretch of the regular season with games each day, MLB daily, NFL draft coming up as well. They'll have props on the NFL draft. Uh, when you download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app and you sign up for the account, you get an initial deposit bonus. You get weekly specials, incentives, all of that and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets. Uh, we had the uh, best bet uh, last night with Vegas puck line for me, the Carolina Hurricanes the night before against Tampa Bay. So starting to get heating up again with the best bets on the uh, show. So hopefully I can keep that going tonight. Uh, Jimmy, where are you going? There's a lot to choose from. Best bet for Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to go back to one of the early games, the early games there, and uh, a team I cover all the time, the Bruins. Uh, give me the Bruins in the first period there on the puck line. All right, Boston Bruins first period puck line um, minus a half goal uh, at around plus one ten uh, in that one. So very good price. Boston puck line minus a half goal, a uh, plus one ten for Jimmy uh, with his uh, best bet uh, on this card. Uh, my best bet is going to be that's an interest. It's a, it's there's a lot of choices here. Wow, man alive! Uh, I've got to come up with one. It's difficult. Um, I'm going to go with the Capitals Islanders over uh, five and a half here. Uh, minus 115. Um, you're always leery about that with the Islanders, but actually the Capitals and the Islanders have played some higher scoring games in the past. And Washington right now, with what I'm seeing from their offense, which is lethal, and their defense, which is every bit as lethal in a bad way, lethal uh, against them uh, because they're struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. And the Islanders got a little offensive mojo yep. uh, the other night against the Rangers. I don't think they'll completely shut down a very, very dangerous, explosive Washington team. And Washington's power play has been sick lately. Uh, unbelievable production there. So five and a half, pretty low for a capital game right now. And with the Islanders getting their offense going, I could see them uh, keeping it rolling into tonight against a suspect defensive team. And that's essentially what Washington is right now. So I like Washington and the New York Islanders over five and a half, minus 115. Uh, that is going to be uh, my best bet for this Thursday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. A reminder that we're on YouTube live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast on all major podcast platforms in audio form, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart. You can find it there, the Ice Guys podcast. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.